and welcome into Heavy Hitters, everybody, here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KOR Kutztown, Jackheim, Mitchell Smedley, hey, on this jam-packed Monday evening, so much oh, to man. talk about, college playoffs, another weekend of NFL, MLB rumors, if there even has time for that, so much to talk about, thank you for choosing to spend these next two hours with us here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KOR Kutztown, we're going to give a quick note, Yes. today's show is going to be filled with controversy. There's going to be some some tempers flaring, right? Controversy. <laughs> um, this is going to be emotions. the quintessential heavy hitters. Yeah, did this show? If this show, if you feel like this show has never lived up to its name, well, oh, today boy. that will change in your eyes. Lots to talk about, and a jam-packed show on this beautiful Monday evening here in early December, right here. In the MSU, yes, the University. Mitch, yes, so sir. glad to be with you as always. Yes, sir. Um, back, to, back at you, buddy. Let's start it off. Well, on, Jack, on I a just want to say, I, I don't think I've ever been this excited for a show, and it's coming off of an Eagles loss, which yeah. we'll get to. Like, I'm so there is so much to talk about. So we're gonna start it off. I think you were just about to allude to it. We're gonna start it off on the thing, maybe the only thing that we even remotely agree on. And that was that was awesome from what we saw in, in, in Slippery Rock this weekend. I mean, we took the bus trip out. Still can't feel my knee. <laughs> it's okay. Um, that was incredible. Oh, what a mean- showing by these Golden Bears. That's where the agreement stops, though, because we disagree on how this weekend's going to go. Um, okay, so first off, congratulations to the Golden Bears. Absolutely. Final four. First Incredible time in season. program history. It, it has been a magical season to be on the sideline for. I've been right up on these players. I've seen the excitement build throughout the season, Jack. Just right in front of me. These guys get it. Yes. Uh, congratulations, first off, to the coaching staff, the players, everyone behind the scenes. You deserve all the credit in the world for making this happen. What what a great season to this point. It's not done yet. Uh, the journey lives on. One more week. They're going out to Colorado this upcoming weekend uh, for, the, for the Final Four. And shout out to the fans that made the trip. Absolutely. Great fan turnout there in Slippery Rock. Three buses. Uh, a bus ride that felt like an eternity oh. and that it would never end, especially on the way home. Uh, but great win, 28-16. Congratulations to the Golden Bears. Well-deserved. What a game all around. Uh, and they were able to grind it out uh, and get a hard-fought win to take down Slippery Rock for the second time this season. Um, so kudos to them. Tip their cap. They've rattled off 12 wins in a row. Uh, that is the most in program history. A historic team in every sense of the word in a variety of different ways. So congratulations to them. Uh, But now that we've got our congratulations out of the way. Got that out of the way. Let's rip the gigantic Band-Aid off. Oh, boy. Let's start to unwrap (laughs) what was this past weekend in sports. Yes. There's no other place that's worthy of being started. No other place that's worthy to start. I think we've got to talk about Cowboys Seahawks first. Have you lost your mind, son? <laughs> Are you out of your goddamn mind? Have you lost your mind, son? I've lost my marbles and my eyesight. <laughs> By the way, before we get into this and get totally engrossed in everything, I want to say, you're a part of the show as well. 610-683-4058. If you want to talk about anything before we even get to it, you know, if you have thoughts, oh, baby, do we want to hear them this week. So, with that, Jack, how... Are you feeling? What's that phrase you always say for the Seminoles? What's that uh, that little catchphrase y'all have? No blooded. No blooded. Yeah. Um, I guess. No blood. Are you feeling no blooded? Tribe. Nah, no blooded is the one I was thinking of. Um, how you feeling, buddy? L- let me start it off by saying this: 
the committee got it wrong. Now, hold on. Hold your horses. Incorrect Before statement. you interject. I, I want no interjection right now. Let me get this out there before you open your mouth on this subject matter, okay? The committee got it wrong. And I'm not going down the track that you would think. Not four versus five. Not any of that subject matter. The committee got it wrong all year long before we even got to this weekend. And let me tell you why. The committee, for the first time ever, baked their expectations of how this week would turn out into the rankings, and it didn't turn out the way they thought, so they had to make changes that have been unforeseen and are unprecedented in the four-team playoff era. Now let me further explain what I, just, what, I, what I mean by what I just said. Oregon was ranked fifth. They were ranked above Alabama and Texas all year long, and that reigns true heading into conference championship weekend. And then they The lose. sole reason why is because the committee expected the Ducks to rebound, get their revenge against Washington, bump them out of the playoffs, and take their spot. That did not transpire on Friday night. Washington was the better team. They rallied. They won 34-31. They were the better of the two teams on that Friday night in Las Vegas. That was a very exciting game. A we actually got to watch that together, Jack. We did. A fantastic game. Really that The awesome. Huskies won. Congratulations to them on going to the college football playoff. Well-deserved. What a great season for Kalen DeBoer and his group. Back now, and forth. I mean, oh my goodness. Now, let me keep going. Sure. There is no way on God's green earth that you can convince me that Oregon had a better resume all throughout the year and going into conference championship weekend than both Texas and Alabama. There is no statistical category where you can say Oregon is definitively better and should be a couple of spots ahead of both Texas and Alabama. You cannot prove that. There is no factual sound or logic in that argument whatsoever. That is just your humble opinion. You have every right to that, but it would be wrong. I think the same stands true for Ohio State, right? Weren't they above uh, Texas and Bama? Correct. That, that shouldn't have been either. So... There was a lot of outrage because the committee got it wrong. You can look at, they said, oh, the four best teams, this and the other thing. We'll get to all of that. But Texas never should have been seven, and Alabama never should have been eight. There is no way Alabama was the eighth best team heading into conference championship weekend. There is no way that that was reality. That was grounded in the fact that the committee thought Georgia would win, Alabama would be wiped out, and then you'd have a debate about Oregon getting it over Washington, and then the four spot, I think, between Florida State and Texas. That is what the committee thought would happen. But unlike every other year in the past, unlike the other nine years, this year did not shake itself out like every other year has. The committee was able to give their rankings, things worked themselves out, and they were able to select the four most appropriate teams that most of America could agree on. But this year was different. This year was a unique set of circumstances. Things did not shake themselves out. There was no chaos on Championship Saturday and, and over the course of the weekend, really. If you look at every game, there was not a lot of chaos. There was, the one seed lost. Michigan didn't win, it, and there was no chaos in that game. There was no chaos in the Florida State game. The favorite won, so both okay, of those favorites win. Florida State struggled, though. That was a close game. It was 3-3 three to three at one And point. Alabama pulled an upset. I, like, Alabama pulled an upset. That's that not chaotic? That wasn't. It wasn't really beyond, like, it wasn't a crazy thing. It was like, oh, my God, Alabama won. Alabama's a really good football team. I don't want to hear this thing that Alabama came out of nowhere. They were this underdog story. Zip it. Be quiet with that. They have one of the best I rosters. I agree they're not an if underdog. If not the no. best roster in America, people. But the one seed in the country lost. That's a big story any week. I don't care. That's a huge story. And on top of that, the heavy favorite Oregon lost again to Washington. That is chaotic. That was a chaotic scenario. You had probably six teams that had a claim 
to four spots. There was chaos here. I just think there was no way that Washington should have been a double-digit underdog. I agree. I agree. If I were old enough, I would have bet them. So and, and I picked them on this show, by the way. I picked Washington to win. It, it is unbelievable. I, I, being a big college football guy yourself, I can't believe you said there's no chaos. Those are two big there games. There was not a lot of chaos. Those two games shake everything up. Washington's win changed what? It didn't change anything except the fact that Oregon got eliminated. What it did was it locked Washington into a spot, right? That they were already in. That they weren't expected to be in, though. Exactly. That's where the committee went wrong. Right. They baked their expectations to what they think would happen, and it didn't happen. I think Washington was a good team all season. Exactly. But uh, and this is the problem. This is why Oregon should have never been five. People would not be flying off the handle if Texas and Alabama jumped from seven and eight to in the field. That's never happened before. In the 10-year in the history of the college football playoff, small sample size, never happened before. Two teams that were outside of the top six in the penultimate week of the season never jumped into the college football playoff field. All right, so they got it just wrong the same, a couple of weeks just ago. Just the same as the number one team in Georgia has never fallen out. Has never fallen out. It's unprecedented. It's I unprecedented get it. because the committee did something wrong. They had wrong rankings, but not in the final week when it matters most. It mattered most this week, and they got it right. They so. got it right. Everyone has an opinion on that. Do you? Who do you think the Final Four should be? I just hate the reasoning that Florida State's out. It's nothing they did as a team. It's because they don't have one. We well, haven't talked about Florida State yet. You've talked about Bama and Texas. So let's talk about Florida let's State. Let's do it. Thirteen and zero. They do everything they can do. They play nobody. So not true. It is true. So their strength of records the third in the country. That means nothing. You played a very poor LSU team. Not that is not a poor LSU. You played team. a poor Clemson team. Texas beat Alabama. Alabama beat Georgia. We scheduled LSU tough at a conference. We didn't know that they'd become a three-loss team. Well, they did. And that's Florida State's fault for scheduling tough, and it doesn't materialize fully the way it, it could have. How is that? You can't even make that argument. Schedule tougher. Oh, schedule tougher. We schedule play, tougher. We played two SEC teams out of conference, yet we got to schedule tougher. Schedule well, but, but Michigan doesn't. But Michigan doesn't. No, no, they get to play cupcake after cupcake out of conference. You also struggled happens. against much poorer teams in Louisville, in Florida. You struggled against these teams down the stretch when it matters most. When you have to put on the best showing possible, you struggled. You eked out some wins. Florida State did not deserve. Bama, so you're telling me Bama looked convincing down the stretch? A couple of field goals. Save the Auburn game. Oh, yeah, you want to exclude the Auburn game? Yeah, I, well, that was my argument. So you it's asked convenient. me a question. So, so it's no, convenient. I, I, just, I, it's quite convenient honestly, to I discount. think. Did you ask what I thought of it? Because I think that Georgia should be in instead of Alabama, shockingly. Because of that Auburn game, I think Georgia looked the most convincing all year long. They lost one game, just like Bama. But for Georgia, it was never going to be that way. They had to win this game to get in because Why? of what was behind them. Right. My problem is that uh, Georgia lost to the four seed. Alabama lost to the three seed. I don't know. I guess I, that sounded better in my head. What? what am I talking about? I, I didn't know no, no, no. I, was, I, I had a point, and then it went away. I'm trying to think. So Georgia lost to Bama, right, in a close game. Bama lost to Texas, also in a pretty – that was a close game too, right, week two. 
10 point loss. Oh, ten, okay. Was it more? Huh. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think those two are pretty even. And uh, and I think Bama struggling against Auburn like that is unacceptable. I don't think they should be in. So, I think they I, got it right in the sense of they left Florida State out. I think it should have been Georgia at the four seed. I got a message from the KRO notebook first before we get back into this. Attention to KU community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.kutstown.edu forward slash KUR, find live events slash remotes, read the reminders, and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an e-board member of KUR will reach out to you as soon as possible. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event, no exceptions. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutstown University, KUR. All right, let's get back into it here. Yeah, the point I was making, though, I I think that uh, George should be in over Bama. But this brings me to my greater point. We had a over an hour-long discussion on this show one time about what's better, college or NFL football. And I made the extensive point that NFL was better because college relies on opinions for its playoffs, and there's only four playoff spots. And you, sir, as a Florida State fan, are experiencing what I was preaching those weeks ago. This would not happen in the National Football League. If you go undefeated, you are a number one seed. You're, ha- you're hosting games throughout the playoffs. You get a first-round bye. It, this would never happen. We have metrics that measure and tie-break and do all that. College football is so ridiculous because it relies on the opinions of some corrupt people to judge four teams that are above the rest. This 12-team playoff format is going to fix so much, and I can't believe that you're not more in favor of it now than you were a few days ago. I don't see it fixing that much, especially in the short term. Why like, not? Would Florida State be in the playoffs if they, if it was yeah, a 12-team? Yeah, they'd be in, but Okay. Like, Isn't that what you wanted? Yeah, of course you want your team to make it every year. Like, okay. Like, what kind of question is that? So why? what's it not fixing? I just don't think the results are going to be different. I, uh, that's the point we're making is we don't think it would have been different if Florida State was in. They would have lost to any of the three teams above them. Any of them. All right, sorry, I'm just counting something real quick. You're good. So, And it's going to lead to my next point. That that's why I'm silent. You're good. I Florida State wasn't one of the top four teams. And it looks weird that an undefeated team was left out. That's the way of college, and that's why I don't like college. I don't agree with that from a, a, an ethical standpoint. But seeing how college works, that's how it should have been. That's why I don't like this game. I think that it's, it's so wrong to punish a team because you're quantifying their worth on one player, even though that's a subjective categorical you know, piece of criteria. There's no way to quantifiably measure one player's worth. There's no stat. There's no area that can do that down to a T. There's no data point that quantifies Jordan Travis's exact worth to Florida State. Can you ballpark it, And though? that's my problem. He's a starting quarterback on a P5 team. You need a starting if quarterback I'm leaving, to Okay, win. so if I'm leaving a team out, I need concrete evidence that shows... That they don't belong. I, Do you understand that ballparking it is not good? You're enough. not the only team that can be left out. Bama, if they didn't get if they didn't get in after beating Georgia, would have been quote left out. Right? You have you have to look at it from all sides. Someone was getting screwed here. 
because there's only four spots, which is ridiculous because there's so many teams. That's ridiculous that there's only four spots. And you're seeing why. Someone would have been unhappy no matter who they chose. If they chose... I'm not going to disagree with that. Georgia, Bama, or FSU. I I am not going to disagree with that one bit. Uh, But actually, this is going to take us to our first break, so we'll step aside. We're going to hear from our caller on the flip side of this break here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Welcome back into Heavy Hitters. Very exciting edition. So much to unpack. We're talking college football playoff right now. FSU left out after an undefeated season. Conference champions. They don't make the final four. Mitchell Smedley, Jack Heim, and you. 610-683-4058. Just dial 610-683-4058. Just like John and Easton did. He wants to talk Florida State. John, what is on your mind? Gentlemen, good afternoon. I hope you had a great weekend. First off, before we get into Florida State news, I want to say how about the 49ers? They said if Brock Purdy was active and healthy, it wouldn't be close, and it wasn't close. Boring. So that's a good sign for the weekend. But I'm sure we'll talk about that later on. So let's go back to the point in the topic, the college football playoff. Let me ask you this. Ready? I know the argument is you got to take the best four teams, which is what the committee in their eyes thought they did. But all they've said for the past 10 seasons, you want to be undefeated. you got to win your conference. Florida State went undefeated. They had two SEC teams out of conference that they beat. One was ranked, who has the Heisman Trophy winner on them. And they won their conference with a third-string quarterback. Basically, what you're saying by keeping them out, their out-of-conference out schedule doesn't matter. And if you don't play in the Big Ten or the SEC, you're viewed as a group of five team because the, AA, the ACC clearly – doesn't have any merit in the big in the college football playoff committee's eyes because it's ultimately coming down to the Big Ten and the SEC because it's hard to sell the America an ACC team, Florida State, with a third string quarterback in a playoff. And ultimately, it's a business. They're going to come down to money. SEC, big name, Alabama, Nick Saban, their powerhouse. Okay, Big Ten. You got Michigan powerhouse, Jim Harbaugh, all the suspensions and everything like that. They're going to have them in Washington. Where are they going? Big Ten. But they're not in it right now. Pac-12 right now. I'm putting up air quotes. They're Pac-12 right now, but for another two games. Then they're in the Big Ten. And then you have Texas, who's wait wait for it next season. They're in the SEC. So if you look at it, it's basically the two super conferences. And ACC isn't viewed as a powerhouse. So if I'm Florida State, I'm I'm absolutely appalled by the decision of the college football committee. And I'd be garnering money to leave the ACC and join one of these super conferences because ultimately if you don't play one of them, they don't value what you did. You basically told the kids, congratulations on a great season. It doesn't matter. That's what they said. All right. Thank you very much, John. A lot to unpack there. Yeah, appreciate the call. Uh, let's start with the SEC Big Ten bias there. Well, and I, yeah, because th- I think leads- he's wrong. I think he's flawed because they're not in those conferences yet. You have four different conferences represented in the playoffs. And I get that they're moving there, but they haven't moved there yet. So obviously, four different conferences were strong enough to put forth a, a, a playoff team. So I think that point is flawed. Second of all, I think, yeah, the ACC, just look at it, is weaker than the SEC. It just is. The teams are not as good. The teams are not as good, including Florida State. He said that they beat two SEC teams, one of them ranked, oh, whoop de doo Guess what Alabama did? They took down the number one seed. That's better than what Florida State did. It's based off resume. That win is better than anything on Florida State's resume. 
They have 11 other wins to back it up. And the, their only loss was to the eventual number three seed. I'm going to agree with John in the sense that the SEC bias is there in the committee. 100%. Disagree. Disagree. I think there is inherent SEC bias. And honestly, if you're on the committee, why wouldn't there be? Since 2005, they've won all but five national championships. It has been the most dominant conference in college football for as long as pretty much we've both been alive, Mitch. Uh, And that can factor into our our last caller possibly as well. I mean, I'm just going to guesstimate. But, I mean, anyway... um, (laughs) He sounds on the younger side, so I think it's I think it's fair though for college football to move toward a, a predominantly two conference system. That's what works. That's what the NFL does. I love how much college is becoming NFLish. Yeah, and that but that's the thing. Like that's where you and I differ. I know, but but it's more effective. You get the better teams playing each other more often, and we won't have to wonder what would it look like. We're gonna see what it looks like. I love this. I love this. So. There's too many teams. There's too many conferences. Let's thin it down. Let's get the essential teams in here. I'm just, uh, it just hurts as a fan because, you know, I watch this team all year, and I see how good they are. They, are. they are a very good football team. And then it gets diminished to nothing. They they pale in comparison to these four, though. It, it doesn't mean anything. So Because you didn't play the best. So, I mean, if we're, if we're not in, how is how, – but also, by the way, I guess if we're not going to be in, how, is we, how are we above Georgia? Like – if you're, if you're talking about best over best, I mean, Georgia's a better team than Florida State. Yeah, Georgia is better than Florida so, State. Like, and we, they'll, they'll we play each other. Six. They'll play each other. Should have been six, but whatever. Um, I guess that doesn't really matter. I think it was like a courtesy else. nod for but, you guys. Yeah, it's like, kind of just more of a slap in the face in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Florida State's so, the sixth best team in the – maybe the seventh. I, I just hate the disrespect, maybe the seventh. dude. Like, like, the disrespect to Florida State is crazy. I think they were trying to be respectful and be like, It's crazy. Yeah, we'll call dude. you guys the, the first out, you know? Like, it's not, it, that's just not where it ends. That's really just the tip of the iceberg. Just like, you know, you have ESPN posting on social media memes about Florida State making the playoffs. Like, <laughs> really, dude? That's funny. Like, that's where we've gone. So, I mean, I get it. You know, ESPN is, is got to deal with the SEC. So, I mean,. They have a deal with the ACC, too. It just doesn't mean as much because the SEC generates a lot more money. But I don't think all of this comes down to money. I think the right decision was made. No, but I'm just saying, like, there was never going to be a playoff without an SEC team in there. It just was never going to happen. It's possible. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because they're so good right now. But it could happen. So, especially with 12 teams, it's never going to happen. Um, no, no, I think that's so much less likely. But, like, look, look it's, at just the, I, it's just what I'm saying. Like, it was just never going to happen they never wanted Florida State in. Florida State needs to blame. You want to keep pointing the blame game other than it yourself? Let's talk about TCU. They that's were, such a terrible argument. No, it's not. That is they such got an absolutely blitzed. They won a game. They got in and won a game. And then got blitzed. So the team gets punished for going. Yeah, Georgia was the better team. Yeah. Georgia would have pumbled Michigan too. Not 65-7, to but they would have pumbled them. It would have been bad. Like that's what people don't want to talk about when they bring up the TCU argument, because Michigan would have got crushed too. Because you know, I don't know why? About that. Because I don't Georgia, know about that. because Georgia was that much better than everyone else the last two years. That's the way it's been. There was no team like that this year. You want to look through the bat, the past champions? Let's do it. Twenty twenty two, Georgia, well above the pack. Twenty twenty one, the same deal for Georgia, well above the pack. Twenty twenty, Alabama, dominant, way better than anybody else. They crushed Ohio State in the national title game. LSU twenty nineteen, one of the best college teams, if not the best of all time. The list goes on. 
There have been years that you can look back in the past and there was a definitive team that was well above the pack. This year, there was not that deal. But there was a definitive tier. And Florida State was not on that tier. I just think it's wild that you're blaming the team. Like, it's absolutely Schedule harder competition. They did. LSU wasn't good. But it's a good win for Alabama. What? No, I didn't argue that. Others have. I've never brought up that the Alabama win over LSU was good. Schedule Georgia. Schedule Texas. Schedule these teams. So. Schedule the ones that got in. Like, like that, that's didn't. just what hurts the most. Like, it, it's just, it's not that we don't even get in. It's just that we're just getting absolutely slandered and disrespected by pretty much every media type. I'm not type. slandering and disrespecting you. Every national media type. How? You know, because I have to hear them sit them, you know, sit there and hear them say, Oh, what an incredible season and, and so much to be proud of. And well, yada, it was an yada, incredible yada. season. Good no, job. No, it's not. I don't Being hear the that. fifth best team in the country is pretty incredible. It but you'll never get a matter. chance to go further because only the top four get in. Do you see why the sport is flawed and needed to be changed? Do you at least accept that now? I mean, college football is going in a direction that I'm not sure is for the benefit of the game. Why? It's going to let these teams like Florida State in. No, no, it's not. What? You could argue that they could not get in, possibly. Because you... if Florida State's going 13-0 in the ACC and not getting in, why would they not take a one-loss team in the Big Ten or SEC next what year? What are you talking? Because there's 12 spots. They're not going to get in when they're when there are only four spots. There so are 12. Get passed up. Florida they'll, State was they ranked could be, fifth. They could be a nine at 13-0. I doubt it. It I doubt it. Happen. It could happen. And I'd have to evaluate the situation as to whether that's correct or not. But they, they would be in. It, say everything turns out the same way it did in the 12 team. Say Florida State's fifth after they're undefeated. They're hosting a first-round playoff game. I don't care about that. Why? Because that's not this year. It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm just saying, do you you're, see why like, that would be like, better for the game? Like you're telling me this scenario like it means anything. What? It means that the game is improved with a 12-team playoff. But right now, it means nothing. Right now, it means nothing. I'm not arguing for right now. Oh, you should be happy because you would have got... No, I'm not arguing that. You should be very upset that your team didn't make the playoffs. Disappointed. But I can't see why you're not more excited for the 12-team playoff. Knowing that this is the last possible year this could happen to someone. I just... I think it's going to keep happening. I don't. And I mean, like... What's the basis for that? There's inherent bias. And look, you look. the SEC is going to get the benefit of the doubt. Because they've established winning. And Florida State, you know, they were there. They did everything they could have done as a team. You know, you win every game you play. Could you have won by more. Face adversity. Could have won by more. You know. Do you see why that's also dumb? Like, like no other team had to lose their quarterback and still win games. This is why rankings suck. So That's why it's no way to measure a league. This is why college football is the biggest abomination in sports. So, And, there and they're is. starting to fix it. College playoff committee ultimately felt Seminoles were not good enough to win a championship. Just came Because they right aren't. Now. So They aren't good enough. We live in a world where winning gets punished. That is not where we live! 
You keep saying winning gets fired. They're not like, you won? Get out of here. Other teams won, Jack. Other teams won. Winning the ACC means nothing. And I guess when compared to It means less than winning the SEC because there's better teams in the SEC. But, you know, you, you win all your games. And I'm not saying that should be the guarantee to get in. But, like, at the end of the day, I mean, what's the difference between what Florida State did and what Michigan did? Michigan beat Ohio State. We had a better strength of schedule and a better strength of record. Michigan beat Ohio State. So I, it's just it's just crazy. Beat Penn State. So we have the same amount of good wins as you do. You don't have two good wins. LSU and Louisville are two top no. twenty teams. No, Ohio State is a top seven team. It's the best team out of either school. It's the best opponent. So, it's whatever, man. You gotta. It's the best opponent. You gotta move forward. That's what it is. So, I mean, where where does Florida State go from here? Do they? They? I think they. They're probably gonna whine about it for a few years. I think they have to pursue leaving the ACC. I mean, I think that's the only way. I think college football should rearrange into a two conference system. I think it's the only way to move on from the situation. If you're Florida State, proves that in your best year, it wasn't enough. Which. They either got to move conference or schedule Bama, Georgia. Schedule crazy tough out of schedule, yes. out of conference. Yes. Even harder than they did this year. Correct. Which is unbelievable. They didn't schedule that tough. So, I mean. Where is this narrative coming from? They scheduled so tough. You, you play a top five team out of conference and you. Are they top five right now? No, you no. don't look at that. You look at it when you beat them. You beat them week one. We don't know what these teams are week one. So what's the big deal about Texas beating Bama? We don't know what these teams are week two. We've seen one game. Because Texas and Bama ended up running the table the rest of the season. So that means that the win meant more. It equated to more. So we're going to judge a team. You have to retroactively grade. How does that make any logistical sense? What are you talking about? Because if you beat... So say you beat. So you're going to grade a win based on what a team became, not of what they were when you beat them. Take a look at their entire season. So let's take a look at Bama's entire season. Really, I mean, okay. it's just like, you know, they they struggled against USF. They lose by double digits at home to Texas. They have to limp out of Auburn, uh, and they barely get by Georgia. Was it a good win? Yeah, I wasn't. It convincing. was the number one team in the country. Uh, I wasn't convinced. Sorry. Oh my god. The bias. It was an impressive win, but like... The bias. More impressive than all of Florida State's wins combined. So, that's the only way Florida State's going to be able to do anything is get out of the ACC. Yeah, ACC's a dead conference. So, and that's what this new era of college football has established. If you're not a part of the SEC or the Big Ten, you're not valued. No matter how good of a team you are. It's not that you're not valued. It's like No, you're not valued. No, you're valued for what you are. A weaker team. So, it means that you did nothing. You did something. It just wasn't nah, clearly as not. much. So, Dude, you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. You're trying to fit all of these good teams into four stupid seeds. Like, why are you not grasping that? Because that's the circumstances this year. It needs to be more teams that get in. That would fix this. 
I think you see you'll see see a lot of the same results. I don't teams being national champions. I think this year is so unique. even if even if you see a lot of the same teams, you wouldn't see Florida State be national champions this year. No, but you see them get in and a chance like you're asking for to prove their worth. So so why are you like I don't get it like. Just feel for the seniors, man. It's like, like you they, don't they, want they the playoff back. expanded, but you don't want Florida State to miss the playoffs as the number five seed. So, like you're just telling these kids that what they did all year is nothing. That's what you're telling them. Yes, that's how the sport is because it's stupid. It's a dumb sport as it's laid out right now. It's a flawed game. So, Florida State gets Florida State gets screwed. I mean, it's the fact of, fact of the matter. 610-683-4058. They, they get gypped. Yep. No, I, I wouldn't say they get gypped. So. They get rightfully placed and that is so out many, of the playoffs. That's so many harmful impacts on recruiting, you could argue. You know, because why would you want to go play for a place that you could win every game and you don't get in the playoff? Why would you go play there? That's a good point. I like that. Like that's just inherently harmful to Florida State. Like, like that's an argument you could make, and that's ridiculous. Like you're putting bias against the school, one particular school. You gotta schedule harder games. That's there was no one. No one on the committee said that's why they didn't get in. What did they say? The only reason that Florida State didn't get in, per the chair of the committee, uh, is that we felt that. Jordan Travis's absence was was too much for this team to overcome. Not having Jordan it's Travis also is true, the reason, by the way, is the sole reason they didn't get in. N- no one, not yeah, one, not having a quarterback doesn't help your case not, here. Not one person mentioned Florida State's strength of schedule. There's probably a factor. Any of that? They didn't, look. Jordan Travis not being there is a big deal. Big deal. I've already I've already expressed my thoughts on that matter. You need a quarterback to be considered a real team. That's how football works at any level. High school, college, pro. You need a quarterback. Starting caliber quarterback. So we'll but, see. We'll see. Florida State, uh Florida State, Georgia. Should be at the top uh, you know, has a chance to be towards the top end of the game for for a while. Mike Norvell has certainly answered the question that he is the right guy to lead this ship in Tallahassee and direct uh, this program forward. So I am grateful for that. Um, grateful that no longer I'm in the dark times um, of, of watching this team lose consistently and be incompetent in every facet. But, you know, you do everything right and come up just short. So it just hurts. just hurts. Just imagine what Penn State fans would be thinking if this was their team. I know. They'd be upset. Florida State fans are upset. But the logical decision prevailed. I think both can be true. Like, how can you feel gypped if the logical decision made, made, made like was made? I think you, you can, can pick, feel you sad. Can you can feel disappointed. Right it's they they got they got screwed. They didn't get screwed. They weren't good enough. So I mean, well, like like that's just where we're at. In the you could game. argue they got screwed because Travis got hurt. Right, as fans, we always feel like that's so unfair when our star players get hurt. You could argue that, but at the end of the day, I don't think you can blame the committee. 
made the right choice, and we got some exciting matchups to look forward to. I don't know if there was one set of right teams. I, I can't definitively say that. Oh, my God. Because uh, there's an argument you have Florida State could get could have gotten in. No. Like, you're sitting there and telling me that. Like, that's ridiculous, dude. I don't think Florida State should have gotten in. That's your opinion. But there's a world where you can make the argument where they could have, and that's what you're discounting. Like, you're diminishing what they've accomplished even more so than anyone else. Not really. I, I get that they played well. I don't think they played to the fourth best team. So. Like, you have to understand what Bama did. They beat the best team in the country. One of the biggest what-ifs um, in recent history is got to be this Florida State team. They didn't have a quarterback, and they played nobody. It's not a what-if. They would have gotten blitzed by Michigan. That's what would have happened. What if they got in? 45-3. to So, I mean, I don't, I mean we'll see. There, there's two sides of the coin that not getting in is beneficial and harmful um, for, for the long term for Florida State. What do you mean? Because, I mean, you can, you can try to use it as a tactical recruiting advantage and right. saying, you know, our 13-0 wasn't enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll make this point, and then we, we are going to have to take our last break of our number one. You can use it as a possible recruiting tool by saying, selling recruits, staffers, and everyone else that goes into a program that a room of people, we left it up to the hands of a room of people to decide our season's fate. It's us against the world. Is, is what you can really do. You can you can drive that into part of your culture, the program, is that we have to leave no doubt going forward forever. Like, no doubt that yeah, we should be in the They field. left doubt. They struggled down the stretch. They so. left some doubt. So, it's a good point. You have, to, you have to drive that going forward. Exactly. You can come here and, and show that we want to leave no doubt, beat our opponents until they can't get up after the game, um, and then force force your way in. Yep. Exactly. Forcibly make it that there's no possible way that you could leave them out. But yep. again, I don't think any and I don't think any team in the country is able to prove without a reason of a doubt in FSU's same circumstances that, that they get in. So thing is I I think if you flip the roles, Bama would still get in because they're in the SEC. I disagree. So mm-hmm. if Florida State's thirteen and zero, and Bama's twelve and one, you mean and if, they still have a backup quarterback. Do you mean if Bama's Thirteen and zero in Florida State. No, no, I mean like you just flipped the quarterback situation. Oh, I still think Bama would get in. No, I, I think uh, Florida 100%. State would probably get in. I don't know about that. I mean, I can't not only giving Florida State their quarterback back, you taking Alabama's. Yeah, I, th- I think that totally alters things. Quite honestly, I think Georgia should get in ahead of Florida State, but I think Florida State would jump Bama. So, anyways, we got to take a break. We do we final break aside. of our number one. When we come back, we'll shift topics a little bit, but that's our Florida State discussion here on Heavy Hitters. Keep it tuned. Radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. And welcome back into Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack Hine, Mitchell Smedley, give us a little bit of a lighthearted uh, music to play us back in. Uh, we've been rather serious, but good debate on the show. Uh, good debate talking about the college football playoff, everything that went into what the committee thought, our thoughts there, uh, and, and a vast array of different subjects. Uh, but we're going to shift our focus to kind of wrap up hour number one. Uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, the bowl games, the remaining bowl games that came out. Uh, th- there's some good ones on tap uh, here going forward. Uh, I think it's a really good bowl slate here 
you know, throughout the rest of the season. Uh, I'm excited for a lot of these games, especially when we get closer to New Year's. Um, yeah, we'll run through the slate here, but we will preview them more in depth uh, later this week. Yeah, 100%. We will likely have a new time for this week. Yes. Because we will not have a Wednesday show, but we will likely have a Friday show. Uh, and the time we, we've talked about uh, should be from 2 to 4. So if you're mm-hmm. going to be looking for us uh, the rest of the week, um, we'll, we'll be on Friday. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we have to move the Wednesday, Wednesday show. But we are going to have another show this week. Uh, Friday from 2 to 4, some programming notes here uh, from heavy hitters yep. uh, moving so forward for the rest of the week. Let's dash through this here slate. I think headlining it is Georgia, Florida State, obviously. Okay, buddy. What? Really? What? That's where we're going? What? It's a it's a headline. Like it's. Can you not tell me that's the biggest matchup? I need Florida State. Buddy, <laughs> I, I if Florida State, oh, man. if Florida State <laughs> wins this game, I want a self-proclaimed national. Championship I will, I will give you credit for one. I would, I will say that live on the radio. If Georgia loses to Florida State, I want Tallahassee, and I want this program to proclaim themselves national champions like UCF did in 2017-18. Did they? Because it Holy would be smoke. an injustice. Yeah, not to. if they did that. I would personally give them credit for a big, beautiful natty. That would be... Big, beautiful natty. Such a way to get payback. Yeah. You want to talk about sticking it to the committee? Those old heads in that room? I mean, the Bulldogs better watch out, because they have maybe the biggest hornet's nest of a team I've ever seen about to be opened up on. Yeah, this is going to be an angry Florida State team. You, You want to talk about playing a team at the wrong time? I mean... You're going to get a team that is so, so mad. Yep. So. Maybe maybe one of the most disgruntled and frustrated teams with, with what hand they got dealt in the history of the sport. Playing in a bowl game. Which I don't think is rightfully so. They should be understanding of the situation, but that's okay. I, look, the problem is you can't see it from their point of view. If I'm a player on that team, I'm devastated. I, I put in the work to tell me it wasn't good enough. Sorry, what? I, I put in the, like, if I'm a player on Florida State, I was told I put in the work all year long for it to not be good enough, and we did everything that we could have done. Lost your quarterback and didn't play anybody. There's two reasons why you didn't get in. I can adamantly disagree with the second one, but whatever. We've, we've been down this we've road. We've been down this road. The, the facts are the facts. But anyways, what other bowl games we got, Jack? Um, we, we talked about Georgia-Florida State. Sorry, let me pull the list back up. Uh, it's okay. We talked about Georgia-Florida State in the Orange Bowl. We got Ole Miss-Penn State in the Peach Bowl. Uh, that should be a fun one as well. Uh, New Year's Day that are not uh, the playoff games. So you got Liberty, the Group of Five representative. Let's go. Uh, taking on Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, so that could be an interesting game. Uh, maybe, or maybe we see Liberty get shellacked. Uh, we don't know. Uh, you want to talk about the most non-offensive game of the year. Iowa meets Tennessee in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, uh, so that should be an all-time defensive classic uh, between those two. Uh, Oregon State is getting absolutely dismantled by the transfer portal uh, up, up ahead of their bowl game. They lost their coaching staff. Could be a good one, uh, but I doubt it. I think Notre Dame will run through them. 
We got Mizzou and Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl on Friday. That should be a fun one as well. Two two really good teams going toe to toe. And you even look at the day before. You got Arizona, Oklahoma, two absolutely dynamic offenses getting set to go at it uh, in that bowl game. The Jackson Arnold era will will begin in Oklahoma with uh, Dylan Gabriel getting set to transfer out of out of Norman to go elsewhere. Uh, and Arizona's a been a fun team to follow this year. Texas A&M Oklahoma State's another interesting game on that Wednesday. We got Louisville and USC. Uh, USC no Caleb Williams in that game, and I Louisville's gonna I think become dismantled by the portal. So that could be an interesting bowl game as well to see what those two teams look like going into that week. Uh, James Madison gets Air Force in a kind of fun one, a funky game between those two. JMU eleven and one, they get their bowl eligibility just because not enough teams are gonna make bowls this year, so they get in. Uh, despite all that controversy. Uh, but absolutely, some definitely fun games littered all throughout the bowl slate this year, uh, I'm including the playoffs, despite my pain and, you know, just just frustrations. But, again, it is what it is. So, you know, you can only talk about it so much. It's, it's, it's not going to change anything. Uh, Florida State didn't get in, uh, and that's that's the sad reality of, of where we are. But... You know, I'm I'm excited but nervous to see how this this is going forward. Uh, but but again, that that's questions for for years going into the future. Yep. But uh, any any last thoughts on on college football before we move on? Um. Besides the fact that you hate Florida State, I don't hate Florida State. I really don't. I like Florida State because you like Florida State, and I like to see you happy. Um, I still hate Alabama, even though I think they're going to win the Natty. I hate Michigan State. Or not Michigan. I also hate Michigan State. But I hate Michigan way more. Um, Texas, I don't really care. And I like Washington. I'm excited for that game. I'm excited for the Washington-Texas Yeah, that should be a fun one. Yeah, I'm excited for that. So, anyways, I think we got a good matchup set. Anyways, want to take it on to something else? Oh, one more thing. Michigan, you're not going to skate by with this. Your reaction to getting Alabama tells me everything I need to know. Tells me everything I need to know that you guys are going to get waxed in that game. It is going to be not close. I don't care that Michigan's favored. I don't care anything. You see the room. You see the reaction of the players on on Michigan when they see that they're playing Alabama. Not good. If you haven't seen the clip, find the clip. You'll, you'll figure out why I'm talking about it the way I'm talking about it. It is not good. You do not, you should not expect to see body language from those guys if you quote unquote want to call yourself competitors. Um, yeah. So, of course, Alabama will probably find a way to win. Michigan, uh, well, what kind of response is that? Way to show confidence to yourselves, guys. Number one in the country, and you go, oh, to seeing you got Alabama. Could be a rough, rough semifinal for, for the Wolverines. All I'm going to say about that. Okay. All right. I got you. Coming All, I'm going, All Jack, I'm going to say. Jack. We hear. have to welcome in our next caller, John from California. John, what are you Whoa. doing? How's California, hey. man? Uh, listen, you know, it's a KUR gets around. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great show you guys have. So I just wanted to call in and say a little bit about, you know, the college playoff nonsense. Uh, no way. Uh, there's no way that FSU should be left out. And there's a reason why a lot of people call Michigan Little Blue. They play in a Big Ten. There's basically OSU and Michigan. And I agree with what Jack just said. I think the uh, the reaction that they had, 
they know they're going to get waxed, and I can't wait to see it happen. You guys yeah. have a great show. Thank Welcome you very much. You, even all the way from out here in California. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, John. Appreciate John it. In Sunshine and palm trees. California must be a nice place to be out there in, in December. The 405. So you never have to deal with the, uh, the frigid cold. Not that we're fully dealing with that here right uh, now. We are. It's freezing. Could be a lot worse. We have a high temperature on Thursday of 37 degrees. <laughs> oh, no. Winter weather is actually being winter weather. I hate it. Oh, I no. It. Dude, can we start using some more fossil fuels? I got to warm this thing up okay. real quick. Wow. Way to just completely flip this show on its head. That's why we have the disclaimer at the Real top, world right? problems. <laughs> All righty. Um, let's wrap it up. One more bow on the college conversation. Mitchell's so excited to see this sport become more and more like the NFL. I despise it. I think it's so bad it's just going to be the NFL The NFL too. Um. So here's the thing, dude. Like, it's still not going to be because players are only playing for four years. Like, it's so different. Um, it's it's But they, gonna they're going to get the good of aspects luster. of the NFL. I think rivalry games will start to become diminished in its value. I don't think that's true. I think that... You, you know, know the NFL still has rivalries, Like, you're going right? to start playing for seeding instead of playing for your season. Like, like, that's just the difference. And that, to me, doesn't mean as much. Some teams are going to be playing for their season. Right? The bubble moves from the 4 like to the who, 12. Who do I care about? So I should care about Liberty. It lets more teams be involved. I don't care do th- about like, that. Like, do you think, like, before college football, or even at times, right? Like, Alabama hasn't been a powerhouse. They developed into one, and that brought a whole new market into the sport. Can't you let that happen for other teams? Why be selfish? Why be selfish? Okay, so you're going to portray me as a villain, dude? Yes. Oh, my God, man. I can't load of this guy. No, you're not a villain. I just think, why would these markets... So I'm the villain, even though my team just gets absolutely crushed. Why can't... And I'm the villain. No, because you don't, you don't want other teams to be involved. Why can't there be other teams involved? And because excited? I don't think it's going to change anything. Not in the first few years. I don't think ever. Oh, we'll God. never see a 12 win a national championship. In, in my mind, I don't think we'll see anyone who's not in the top five or six win a national championship. Ooh, five or six, but five or six is more than four, Jack. But it's different every year. I can't but, project hey, every year in the me, future. Five and six are more than four. So letting those teams that probably will win at some point have an opportunity is a good thing. Case rested. It's going to work because of conference realignment, possibly. It's the right. only reason it's going to work. They're going hand in hand. So, but conference realignment's all about money in my mind. Um, I don't know. I like the That's consolidation of it. Washington, Oregon, USC, and UCLA are going to make infinitely more money. You're getting new 10. matchups in the Big you're Ten. You're going to develop in new big, rivalries. In the Big Ten. Let me, let me finish. Sorry. Let me finish. Um, they're going to make infinitely more money joining the Big Ten than they were in the Pac-12. That, so there's what? No, there's no discussion about so that. So what? And at the end of the day, this like, is Like, who business. cares? At the end of the day, it's a business. That's why people Why care. do you care about because the Pac-12 so much? I don't. I, it's not that I care about the Pac-12. I think it's just that if you're not a part of those two conferences going forward, you're not going to mean a whole lot. Even if you're a traditionally good program like a Florida State. Good. I'm trying to narrow down the field here. So. I'm trying to. Like, there's too many the same teams. guy who preaches about parity. Yeah, I like parity. So that's what parody, these, but that's, short in the that's field. what this realign. No, short in the field from a hundred to maybe like sixty. So, ah, it's, just, it's just crazy. All right, uh, we're gonna sign off for hour number one. Uh, we'll be back for another hour of heavy hitters on the radio voice because Ten University KUR momentarily. Welcome on in hour number two of heavy hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University KUR. I'm Mitchell Smedley. 
That beautiful hunk of man is Jack Heim. And we're talking sports with you for a whole nother hour. 6 p.m. on the East Coast. And we spent the whole first hour talking college football. And I think it's time to get into some professional football. Crazy weekend. Heartbreak all around for us, Jack. But uh, Don't even measure that to what I'm going, what I had to deal with. Gave me a break. I was talking about the Steelers. Oh, they were talking about what you had to. Nope. Because I'm not even, like, heartbroken about it. We'll get to the Eagles. weird. We will, uh, we'll get to that. I want to start, though, uh, we had a close game Thursday night I'll briefly uh, walk through. What? You good? <laughs> I, I, I'm good. I just don't know how to feel about either of these teams. I know. <laughs> the Seahawks put up a fight, a strong fight against the Cowboys. They're just so mid. They take them to the wire. I, like, I can't, dude. This Seahawks team is so, like, okay, yeah. Well, they're there. They're nothing great. They're the definition of average. I know. No, I think they're a little above average, buddy. A little bit above average. Uh, they're the sixth or seventh best team in the conference. Um, I don't know. Actually, probably the they're probably better than the NFC South winners, so they're probably like the fifth best team in the conference or sixth. But yeah, Dallas gets the win barely. They should have beat them by more. And uh, Geno Smith looked good this game. Dallas's defense got exposed. Yeah, yeah, they did. I don't think they had to pick six this game. No, in fact, I don't think they had a single turnover. No. Although they forced an interception. Mm. Blaine picked one off, but he didn't run it back. Gotcha. Well, how do you feel about the Cowboys? Um, moving forward, they're now one game, well, two games, really, back in the division. Three-loss team here in December. What do we feel about Dallas, buddy? My opinion hasn't changed. They're, they're not a better team than San Fran or Philly. They're the third best team in the NFC. Yep. That's it's, where they stand. And there's a sizable gap between these teams. I think there's a I sizable gap sizable. between Philly and Dallas. There is. Well, we're going to see. We already saw San Fran take one crack at Seattle. They blitzed them. Uh, we'll see it again. I believe that's the Thursday night game. Seattle blitzed Philly. They blitzed Seattle. Seattle did not blitz Philly. And they blitzed Dallas. So Seattle did not did not blitz Philly. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up. Seattle? No. No. You said Seattle blitzed Philly. Uh, San Fran. Okay, Sorry. I was confused. My bad. So, I don't know. Those two, what, haven't played yet? Uh, they will play in two weeks. So. Yeah, so, I don't know. I think the, the uh, Seahawks are something to pay attention to now. They showed they can, right, they can at least compete. They might face the Cowboys in the playoffs at some point. Seahawks, you competed. You still lost. You get the Niners and Eagles the next two weeks. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Saddle up. Because it is going to be 6 and 6. Oh. Yeah, they got to pull out one of these games. They They got to pull out one of these games. They have to. Oh, they have to. I mean, you got the Packers coming. Like, we'll talk about them as well. Like, such a great weekend of NFL action. Um, Great's not the most, I think, fitting word. Why? It was a great weekend, I think. Chaos. That's what I like. So, I want to take it to the Band-Aid, though. I want to take it, and I want to rip it off. So, the Philadelphia Eagles... Okay, we're going here now. ...lost to the San Francisco 49ers by a final score of 42-19. to 19. Yeah, Yes, they did. And ever so emotional, Mitchell Smedley 
He's feeling so calm about it. It's weird, people. It's off-putting. It is kind of alarming. Yeah. I'm actually a little bit concerned. Are you okay? I'm great. Well, I'm actually really not outside of, you know, whatever. My life's falling apart, but my football team isn't. And I'll tell you why. Let's explore the logic here. Please, I want to hear this. The Eagles still sit with the best record in the National Football League. We're number one. Nobody's better than us. Believe me. No one has a better record than the Philadelphia Eagles. They have two losses. Secondly, they lost to who I believe are just about tied with them for the best team in the league. Best roster. Minus their quarterback. Um, they lost to a good team. The score was 42-19. to I don't believe that score at all represents how close this game was. The Philadelphia Eagles drove the football right down the field their first two drives and choked in the red zone. Because of who? Who was it? Oh, it was that that loser, Jalen Hurts, holding on to the football for, I don't know, 12 seconds, taking a sack of, I don't know, 20 yards, and then doing a very similar thing the next drive. He's ineffective. He's a loser. He doesn't win the big games. But he very much loses them. And that set the tone. The Eagles were up 6 to nothing. The Niners didn't have a positive play in the first in the first quarter. And then um, I can't I can't sit here and listen to this. And I, then I can't listen. Dude. Listen, any good quarterback would have had his team up by at least ten, probably fourteen, and that changes the entire mindset of San Francisco. Moving on, moving on. San Francisco scored some garbage time points. There's no doubt about that. Philly had quit. Philly was done. I think after it became. San Fran scored one touchdown in garbage time. Even if you want to consider it that. After it was 35-19, to right? 35-19 has already sounded a little bit better, right? We're going to – Philly went for two and missed it. Normally that doesn't happen. Make it 35-20, add anywhere from four to eight points. And all of a sudden you're looking, oh, they they won by a touchdown. Wait, 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 what? I have a theoretical score of 35-28 to for that game. That's not what happened. I know it's not what happened, but it's why I'm calm. Because I see that a few things can alter a football game, right? A few things can alter a football game. You know what altered this football game? You know what altered the football game? The fact that the Philadelphia Eagles allowed six touchdown drives in a row. Let's figure some defense out. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. What was the problem here? The linebackers are are the most ineffective pieces of you-know-what I've ever watched on a football field. I had Christian Ellis playing linebacker yesterday because Zach Cunningham injured. Right? Oh, what do the Eagles do? They go out, they sign Shaq Leonard. Let's go make this team better, says Howie Roseman. We have a weakness, obviously. We need someone for the stretch. Let's go get a former All-Pro. Three-time All-Pro, in fact. Let's go do that. They added to the team. That's why I'm calm. I saw that coming. By the way, <laughs> he didn't go to Dallas. That's funny. Um, the Eagles yeah, have you know, one tough game left against Dallas. Even if they lose it, they're still leading their division, which would cause them to become, at worst, at worst, if all goes according to my thought process, which is Philly loses to Dallas. I don't think they will, but even if they do, worst case scenario, they would still have to drop one against the Seahawks, Giants, Cardinals, and Giants to be be even in danger. What? What did I say? Watch out for them Cardinals. Oh, oh. No. 
to even be in danger of not winning the division. They'd be at worst a two seed. The Lions are falling apart. The brakes are coming off of that train. I'm not worried. At worst, at worst, I think the Eagles are hosting two playoff games and will likely go out for for round three, a rubber match with San Francisco, for, with San Francisco, which keep in mind, Philly obliterated them in the one that counted more. Philadelphia is a good team. Philadelphia is getting Dallas Goddard back. Philadelphia is adding Shaq Leonard. Philadelphia is going to figure out their running game issues. They're going to get healthier. I'm convinced. I've watched Sean Desai be a great defensive coordinator that's going to fix the problems. And I think you will see a new Philadelphia Eagles team down the stretch and into the playoffs and hoisting the Lombardi Trophy in February. I am not concerned. They had to lose again at some point, let's be honest. And quite frankly, I'm happy they did because I was worried that I wouldn't be able to enjoy Eagles-Giants on Christmas Day because it wouldn't mean anything. Now I'm going to say, great, we kept our spot as number one seed in the NFC. I'm going to have some more entertaining football. I'm going to be more in love with this team when they figure out how to bounce back. And when Jalen Hurts learns how to throw the ball, you know, before the amount of time it takes me to run a 100-yard dash. All right. You, I am five. You've had your time. Uh, I need to chime in. Sure. Because I need to address everything that you just said. Sure. Um, so I'm going to make it quick, uh, not ramble about it. Um, let's see here. Because Jalen Hurts is a loser. He's a loser. In your exact quotes. He's a loser. Um, I don't think I've heard a more false statement. He's a loser. Ever. I know. He, he's only lost oh, the, the guy three knows, regular the guy season games in the last two years. The guy knows how to win, and you're calling him a loser. Okay. Get he played like a loser yesterday. You don't want him. That's fine. I'm sure many other teams. He took dumb him. sacks. He missed open receivers. So whose fault was it? Hurts' fault. The Eagles lost. Oh, I, I think a great deal of the of the um, of the blame goes to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts on the run how defense. About a great, how about a great Jalen Hurts on the run defense? If we're playing the blame game here, how about we blame the uh, the the men in the trenches for the Eagles? How yes. Do we, how would we blame them? I thought the because offensive line deserve, played well. Because they deserve a lot of blame. I thought the offensive line played well. The a lot of the pressures you saw, well. a lot of the pressures you saw, read your stats, I don't care, came because Hurts wasn't throwing the ball. I'm not even They had to protect that. for five, six, seven seconds. That's not what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking the at. The Eagles just could not run the football yesterday. Right. They, they couldn't do it. It's not that they, you know, I think pass didn't want to do it. Though. I don't they, think they, the they offensive they line is as bad as it they, looks. They couldn't do it. It's not that they didn't want to run the football. They could not run the football. It was Lane Johnson's first game back. It was an inability to run the football. But Jordan Mailata had a down game. And then conversely, they couldn't stop the run. In the second half, it was atrocious. All the Niners had to do was run under center with Christian McCaffrey to be efficient. They they have the Eagles couldn't the stop most it. dynamic skilled position player in the league. The Eagles could not stop the run. They couldn't. All, all the Niners had to do was run the football to the left side of the field, and guess what? The Eagles had no answer for Look, it. Look, but what did I say before this game? I think I called it accurately show. in my preview. What did I say? I said, McCaffrey and Kittle are going to give the Eagles fits because they don't have people that can match up with them. You saw deep passes to McCaffrey. You saw McCaffrey gashing them up the middle. You saw Kittle. Kittle was the spark in that first half. George Kittle had some had some major plays. That Including that 32-yard catch and run where nobody covered him. Exactly. Because he runs away from coverage. Because the Eagles don't have because he runs because the Eagles don't have anyone that can cover tight ends. We saw this in the Super Bowl. Well, it's I mean, the, it's the Achilles heel of this team. Um, well, it's kind of hard to cover someone when there's nobody there to cover exactly him in the first place. I know, I know. 
It's it's moronic. Let's cover a guy by not covering him. Bingo. I like that. Uh, yeah, it's a great like defensive strategy. Uh, I, I like the stimulation of it. I, I'm surprised <laughs> it's not more commonly seen across the league. I think Sean DeSalle will figure this out. I think we both have the Eagles beating the Cowboys next week. I think there's a lot of flaws in this Eagles team. A lot. Run defense right now. That's Run it. defense. Secondary is a problem. No, it's not. It's Secondary a problem. Is chilling. It's chilling? Chilling. 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 Because uh, Samuel Kittle and Ayuk had no problems carving them up yesterday. It's the uh, best skill position unit like I've ever seen on a football field. I mean, I just, like it's just convenient how you want to ignore that though. Like, like that's just the thing. Like I think the secondary is fine. You you rattled off five problems that they got to get. They got no help because they had to pay so much attention to the line of scrimmage. They had to pay so much attention to that because they were getting gashed up front. They got no help. Everyone's on an island, and in this league, one on one typically. Receivers are going to win. Receivers are going to win. The Philly receivers are also pretty good. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, those guys came to play. When the ball actually got out of Jalen Hurts' hands, they were making plays on the football. I I don't know why the slant route to A.J. Brown that was getting you first downs left and right in the first half wasn't used in the second half. It went away. It vanished. I can interject. We do have a message from the KR Notebook. So, attention KU students. Did you know undergraduate research and creativity gives you many of the resources needed to publish and present your work at regional, national, or international levels? To learn more, please visit www.kutztown.edu forward slash UGRC. You can also stay up to date on conferences and publication opportunities by following UGRC on Instagram at UGRC underscore KU. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right, back in with hour number two of Aviators talking all things NFL. Look, I don't think this is a quick fix for the Eagles. I mean, I like, look. I do. I think some of the things that they can rectify in a week, I think there's some things here that are going to linger the rest of the way and hamper them from being able to reach the Super Bowl. I don't think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I said it. There we go. Um, They're a very good football team. They're not an elite football team. They just lost to an elite football team. They just lost. An elite football team that lost they to just the lost Browns, to the Bengals, best and team in Vikings the in consecutive weeks. They lost to the weeks. best team in the league. Browns, Bar none. Bengals, Vikings, consecutive Weeks, come on. So the Eagles are better than the 49ers. I think they're right on par with them. You got to give credit to the head-to-head win. The Eagles have a bad loss to the Jets. But the Niners have three bad losses. Three bad losses. Two losses are to playoff teams. Yeah, but they're bottom bottom tier playoff teams. So the Eagles lost to the Jets, team who's not even sitting Okay, but you're saying the 49ers are an elite football team. Does an elite football team lose to two barely getting in playoff teams? When you take a big part of what they like to do off the team, yeah. No. No. What were they down? Debo in that game? That's it? Debo is a huge part of their offense, week in and week out. Whether he's so you take one player, he's one letting, player away from him, and Brock Purdy can't do anything. That's not an elite quarterback. That's not an MVP candidate. You know who should be an MVP oh, candidate? An MVP. Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy without either of those guys is absolute garbage. Oh, I'm glad we opened up this garbage. Brock Purdy did nothing that made me go, "Oh wow!" There was no Gus Johnson watching Brock Purdy yesterday. He's a game manager. He's a loser, and he's a bum. 
Mitchell Smedley disrespecting the MVP I don't favorite care. right now. He's, he's awful. Disres- he's disrespecting the MVP favorite. I hate Jalen Hurts too. Who just rolled into Philly? At least and I'm put equal. on a clinic. At least I'm equal. He put I hate on both a quarterbacks. Clinic. No, he did not. Nineteen. His throw was way off to Ayuk, and Ayuk makes a diving play and goes, "Look at Brock that Purdy." A, that was a good throw. No, it was not. He had to dive for it. Give me a break. Give me a break. He was wide open. Why is he diving for the football? Oh, because you missed your spot. So I guess every tough catch a receiver makes is a bad throw. No, not when he's that wide open. There's there's something to be said about throwing it only where your guy can get it. And there's something to be said about throwing it where your guy has to go like go out of his way to like make an insane play, even though he could have just, you know, lollygagged it to him. 19 of 27 for 314 and four touchdowns. He didn't have and, to do anything. An incredible performance. He didn't have to Brock do Purdy. anything. Everyone was running wide open and breaking tackles. McCaffrey was having such a game. Shows up. So stupid. Shows up. This is moronic. He's not a good quarterback. He's average. You want to talk about mediocre. (laughs) Brock Purdy is the quarterback representation of the Seattle Seahawks. Just the middle. Just the most bland, basic. He's like vanilla ice cream. Oh, my God. It's not even a milkshake. (laughs) Brock Purdy. Sucks. Brock Purdy (laughs) absolutely sucks. He's not elite. He's a loser. Brock Purdy shows up to Philadelphia. He balls out. 314, four touchdowns. A great game. Uh, another one for, for Mr. Purdy. He's having a great season. Uh, and rightfully so is in the MVP conversation. Stop! <laughs> what happens when he loses one receiver? He loses three games in a row! He lost to Kirk Cousins in prime time. We gotta go to break. This is stupid! <laughs> we gotta go to break. We'll be back on Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Going home. KUR. And welcome back to Heavy Hitters on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. Jack Heim, Mitchell Smedley. Before the break, we were talking about how elite Brock Purdy he's is. He's a big, beautiful bum. How he's at the forefront of the MVP conversation. Such a loser. Rightfully so. Great game in Philadelphia he's for Mr. Throw Purdy. four picks to the Seahawks. Get ready. Prime time. Brock Purdy bad, if you ask me. What a game for Brock. Uh, and the 49ers rolling into Philly and taking down the Eagles emphatically. You don't know. You want to know who's an even bigger loser than Brock Purdy? Who? Dre Greenlaw. Really? I, I would say it was both sides. Why are you getting into it with a security guard? And why, why are you throwing my man skinny Batman to the ground, bro? He picked him up and sumo slammed He super slammed him. And why is a security guard walking onto the field... Taunting players. <laughs> that's do, how, do, that's do we, how we do it in do, Philly, do buddy. Do we want to talk about that part of the conversation? It was on the sideline. Now, no, it was on the sideline. Hold up, 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 up. Before you continue, on the by field. no means is Dre Greenlaw's actions correct in any way, shape, or form. No, 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 no. Big no, no, Dom no. is my hero. He was wrong, but so was Big Dom because you're getting in the face of an opposing player, chirping him, taunting him. Players' emotions are running high. This is a, this is a highly emotional game between two teams who have seen each other a fair share, especially last year's heated rival conference championship game. Enough. He's an NFL player. I, I'm it. sorry. Bo- both parties are to blame here. Can I say something interesting that I haven't heard talked about at all? What? This Dom situation has made me think the NFL is scripted. Oh, my God. What? We're really saying this on air. You don't know what I'm going to say. I was uh, watching the broadcast. Keep in mind, diehard Eagles fan. Apparently Dom's been working there for 25 years. I've never heard his name mentioned. And all of a sudden, 
sitting there. It's the early second quarter. They're coming back from a break. And Greg Olson, uh, Kevin Burkhart, they're talking about where they ate. And, uh, yeah, we got it from uh, – we got that recommendation from uh, – from, they call him Big Dom here in Philly, the uh, head of security. Yeah, what a great recommendation from Dom. Thank you so much. Third quarter – or fourth quarter, whenever it was. Third quarter. Comes around and – and, oh, he slams Devontae Smith down. Now he gets in the face of a security. It's Dom! Oh, it's Big Dom! Look at that! Oh, what a coincidence! We were just talking about it. He gave us our food recommendation. Shut up! That is so fake. That is so fake. That was a that was a scripted, mediocre, stupid thing. That was so, I've never heard this guy mentioned ever before, and he just happens to be brought up on the Fox broadcast. He just happens to be the one guy. You're telling me a man just happens to give a food recommendation like that? No, he orchestrated it. Goodell. All right, can we? Can do you we agree? Cut the, can we cut the nonsense here and move on to actual talking? We can, but do you agree that are with worthy me? of radio? Don't you think that's a little weird? Sure, it could be coincidental. I'm not ready. Like that's such a big leap to make. No, it's that's not. your big groundbreaking evidence. Never the NFL talked is about him before. I don't care, dude. We're moving on. Oh, look, we have, it's we have, a lot, we have a lot more to talk about, and we're done wasting our time with security guards who could possibly be related to the NFL league. being scripted. I almost don't Un- even want to watch football anymore. Unbelievable. This is ridiculous. What are we doing here? All right. Um, since Am I wrong? Lim- since we've limited our time pool, we got to crunch through only the worthy games to be talking about here. And that's the Cardinals and Steelers. Wow, the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs> Beat the Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett gets hurt in this game. Oh, that's not funny. Um, so he's out for a couple weeks, unfortunately. Um, undergoing undergoing successful tightrope surgery to address a right high ankle sprain. Uh, he'll be out a couple weeks as the 25-year-old QB out of Pitt. Um, so it'll be Mitchell Trubisky going forward as the starting quarterback for the Steelers. They also just signed Trace McSorley oh my to the practice squad. No. There's no way. They did. Let's get uh, let's get him on the field, Can we get the guys. song going? Which one? The Trace McSorley song? Which one? Throw it on a dime like I ain't even trying. <laughs> I'm your favorite quarterback. They call me Trace McSorley. I've never heard this what? song in my life. How can you say you're Penn State and you've never heard of that Sounds song? Sounds like a rap song. I don't like rap. So that's crazy. Anyway, we're we're not we're not here to talk about I'm rapping. No. no name on my jersey. Okay. Um <laughs> that one I not, we're done singing. <laughs> that's not our realm. Hit em low. Hit em high. Okay. Cardinals went 24 10. Um, a game filled of weather delays. James Conner. Yeah, what returning. was up with that? Like thunder or something? Yeah, thunder lightning. James Conner returning to Pittsburgh, going for over 100 yards and a pair of touchdowns. Good game <laughs> for him. Trey McBride going for 89 and a score. Good game for the Cardinals. Credit them defensively. The Steelers offensively are still lost. Um, all right, let's keep moving on here. Colts take down the Titans in a thriller. 31 28 in overtime. Ooh, I was sweating this one out. Shane Steichen. Yeah, buddy. Should be the coach of the year I in agree. the NFL. I agree. I tip my cap to D'Amico Ryans down in Texas. Yeah, that's fine. And he's, Sean Payton in Denver. He's done a great job. But with the talent available to him, coaching through what he's had to coach through, yep. losing their first round draft pick at quarterback, not being with, you know, not having their superstar running back available for the first four weeks and Jonathan Taylor due to a problem with him and the owner. And now some more weeks. To be able to coach him, and now he's out for a couple more weeks of injury. To be able to coach this team to 7-5 and five has been nothing short of sensational. With Gardner Minshew as the quarterback. 
with the assortment of defensive players they have. The Indianapolis Colts are a miraculous coaching job and just shows how important it is in the game of football to have the right guy leading the team, the right guy coaching the group. Shane Steichen is no no greater example than how important it is to have a fantastic coach leading your team. 7-5, and five, the road ahead contains the Bengals, the Steelers, the Falcons, Raiders, and Texans. A favorable schedule the rest of the way. I see no path where the Colts don't make the playoffs. Credit to them, man. Credit to them. And You got to uh, tip your cap. There's some guys that are better as coordinators. And in a weird way, we saw this when the Eagles offensive coordinator that took them to a Super Bowl went to Indianapolis and Frank Wright. Now he's in Carolina. Well, now he's not in Carolina. Was in Carolina. <laughs> he was in Carolina. He was better as a coordinator, not as a head coach. And we're seeing the opposite. There's some guys that are better as head coaches. Some guys has had that extra I didn't, year. I didn't particularly like Steichen as the offensive coordinator under Sirianni. But now that he's calling shots down in Indianapolis, nothing short of great. Nothing short of incredible. Um, I, you went to overtime with one of the worst teams in the league. I get that. But, but you still won the game. You've still been winning games all game. year. You've still been winning games all year. Credit to Steichen. Credit to the Colts. And, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what comes for them. Because they can build around, you know, you're going to get your quarterback back. And then you can build around that. Like, it's only up for this team. Credit to Indianapolis. Agreed. Uh, Indianapolis. Whittle-a-wee. <laughs> Tough one for the Titans. Yeah, well, that's the Whittle-a-wee. theme of the season. Yeah, whittle Uh Four and eight are the Titans. Levis and Hopkins having some issues um, as they were not on the same page. But they, they both have passion, and I think they respect each other sure. for that. Titans lose a tough one, 4-8. and eight. Credit to the Colts, man. This team just knows how to win, and some coaches just have that extra gear. And Shane Steichen possesses it. Sure. Um, All right. You want to go Sunday night football? Um. Texans-Broncos. Tex- oh, forgot game. about that one. Yep. 22-17. Stroud and the Texans outlast the Broncos in a CJ. fun, fiery fight down in Houston at NRG Stadium. Um, big win for the Texans. 7-5. and five. They're still right in the thick of it. How about Nico Collins? Oh, yeah. 9 for 191 and a touchdown. And he had to step up after, unfortunately, rookie wide receiver sensation Tank Dell got injured in this game. He is This done is for ridiculous. What? Tank Dell getting hurt. I know. Could it's, not be more of a, a travesty. Crime. It's a crime. To me. I know. <laughs> fantasy teams. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, my fantasy team is. I have them too. Do you want to hear this? this I have a big vacancy in my lineup now that Tank Dell's hurt. Do you want to hear Okay, the, no, serious note. Serious note. Do you want to hear the injuries I've dealt with in fantasy? What? Uh, Cooper Cup, um, Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews, Tank Dell, and there's someone else I'm forgetting that I can't remember. But uh, it's it's just every single player is getting hurt. It's ridiculous. Uh, in all seriousness, though, a, a speedy recovery to Tank Dell. He's it, so it good, was man. So special to see what he did this year. So excited to see what him and Stroud are going to be able to have going forward. Yeah, that sucks for Stroud. I mean, he had a connection with Dell, right? And you got to see you got to see how he pivots now. So, oh, but don't worry, they have Dare Ogumbawale. I'm sorry, what? They have Dare Ogumbawale. If I thought Tank Dell was a cool name, Dare Ogumbawale. I love that. Also, temporary field goal kicker. He made a 29 yard earlier this year for no the Texans. No way. Yeah. Yeah, man. This guy can do it all. Oh, He's I a love running this. back. He's he a running like, back. Uh, 
Sounds like a rich man's Camus Grugier Hill. Um, but <laughs> remember that name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, remember when Jake Elliott was like seeing double goalposts? Sunday night football in Dallas. <clears throat> Sounds familiar. Uh, and then they bring in Camus Grugier Hill and he's like booming the kicks. Linebacker. That was crazy. Oh, man. All right. Good, good one for times. the Texans. 37-9. They're road forward. They get the Jets, Titans, and Browns the next three weeks. Favorable schedule for the Texans the rest of the way, really. They get the Titans twice. Yeah. Jets. Jets, Browns. Favorable road. Let's go. Oh, man. Flip side for the Broncos. Tough one to lose. Uh, they, go to, they go to the Chargers next week. Hey, the bubble had to burst. They got uh, a bounce back opportunity, though. You had to lose though. They got a bounce back opportunity they with do. L.A. They're, they're not out of it. The L.A. Chargers and Justin Herbert, who put up, oh, my goodness, six points. Against the Patriots. He's such an MVP. The Chargers may be one of the worst coached teams He's such a, in the league. Such a dazzling quarterback, Jack. Read me his stats. I want to hear it. 22 of 37 for 212 yards. And how many touchdowns? Um, none. Zero. About as many hits as uh, Michael Lorenzen gave up on August 9th. So. Oh, man, I love it. The Chargers are one of the worst coached. Worst run organizations in all the NFL. With one of the worst quarters. No. It's a joke. I feel so bad for that fan base. It is pure incompetence. And if I'm Justin Herbert, I'm out of there. Get me out. Gotta go somewhere. As soon as you can. Gotta go to New York. Because if you go to a place that actually knows how to do what they're supposed to do and be competent, you will see what he did, what he can do. Full you think display. the Giants would replace Jones with Herbert? Um, why would Herbert want to come here? True. It's. It, I mean, it's like, like, geographically like, like, almost as far away from Los Angeles as you can get. I don't. I don't mean get out of LA in terms of like you need to go coast to coast. You just need to go to somewhere that knows how to not be incompetent. Yeah. So, what do you think some landing spots could be? I don't That's know so far down. I, I don't know what his contract situation looks yeah. like. Anyways, so that was interesting. Six nothing. Defense played well. There's a shock. Yeah. No surprise of the year, right? Do you think that game hit the over? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm done talking about this game. Two horrific teams. Yeah. Six nothing. It was disgusting. The Lions hang on to beat the Saints 33 to 28. Keep in mind, they were up 21 to nothing in this game. Ooh. Got close. Lions were up 21 nothing. Uh, right out of the gate, actually. First three drives. Touchdown, interception, and then they got a touchdown in the next offensive drive. Punt, touchdown, 21 nothing. Uh, then the Saints rally back in the second half. They were on 24 7 at halftime. Then they really turned it on. Uh, the Lions nearly collapsed. They didn't. They're nine and three. Uh, they win the game. The Saints continue to be mediocre. Mediocre. Yeah, exactly. So you got the Lions sitting there, one game behind the Eagles. Who are the uh, Lions' losses? Seattle. Ben, uh, nope, no, no. Packers. Packers. And yeah, Ravens. On Thanksgiving and Ravens. Yep. Okay. So the interesting thing about this is, uh, well, actually, now that I think about it, the Niners are ahead of the Lions. The Lions are ahead of the Cowboys, as it sits right now, if that makes any sense. Because Eagles, Niners, Lions, Cowboys in the standings right now. Because uh, you got to judge conference. Well, would division losses come first? Because uh, in that case, Lions would be, they, they have a division loss, as do the Cowboys, so they're tied there. But uh, all things to be sorted out. What, what are you yapping about? No. Yeah, so then the same thing would happen is that then you go to conference law. I'm just sorting out the the standings for everybody based on tiebreakers. So because Eagles are one game in the, in the record up above the three, you know, Niners, Lions, Cowboys. And then uh, there's tiebreakers to work out. So as it sits right now, Lions are the third seed. 
So they're still they're still battling, right? Give them credit. Correct. Give them credit. Correct. All right. Let's go to Sunday Night Football. This was a wild one. The Chiefs and the Packers. What an awful ending to this game. Um, we have a new lesson in football. If you're trying to win a ball game, don't throw it deep to Marquez Valdez Scantling. Don't throw it deep at all because I guess I guess you could just I guess you run just, through guys yeah, and not just, get flagged for it. Jump what on their back, call. jump on their back, and tackle them. It, and, and here's my opinion away. on the here's my opinion, and this doesn't make it right, but what that was was a makeup call because two plays before you had Pat Mahomes running to the sideline, and before he was to the sideline, he got hit. He wasn't sliding, and they threw a flag because he's Pat Mahomes. And the stadium erupted in anger. And I think rightfully so. That was a bad call. And then you had, uh, oh, who caught that pass uh, and was getting dragged backwards? Forward motion was stopped, and they ruled him out of bounds, kept the clock running. Two bad calls against the Packers. I'm not totally upset they got one. I'm not. I'm sorry. I I hate bad officiating. Makeup calls are such a dumb thing. I don't – I – but you look at the total You call yardage. the penalties when they're supposed to be called. And that is as blatant as a passing interference as you're ever going to see. I will say, isn't it refreshing that like an egregious call went against the the top, one of the top dog teams? I don't care about that. I know, it's just refreshing. I want to see the game called right. I know. And this game was called wrong. And it should have been called. And it robbed a team of an opportunity to be able to tie the game. Both teams. And that is the bad both part. Both teams got bad calls. On that final drive. And it robbed us of a, of a real, truly good finish, I think. Yep. To be able to just sit there and say, wow, what a finish. Would have put him inside the 10. But I think both teams, right, like, as fans, right, now we can't say what a great game. Because it's marred by three bad calls. Exactly. And so, that's that's something that runs rampant in the NFL. Uh, bad officiating. Needs to be more accountability. And injuries. this is across pro sports. Right, we we talk about it all the time. The problem is you don't MLB see accountability umpires. because refereeing is, is one of the strongest unions. I know. There is. It's crazy. They have such a stranglehold on the market. So that was unfortunate. Otherwise, credit to the Packers for playing well throughout the game. They were up by eight. So even if the Chiefs scored, they still would have to get a two-point conversion, go to overtime. Like, Packers still very well could have won that game even without um, decking Scantling. But that's okay. So I'm, I'm giving credit to Jordan Love here. I'm giving credit to these young receivers. And so unfortunate that on, uh, I think it was their last offensive snap, or one of their last offensive snaps. Christian Watson, oh, goes down with an injury in the open field after uh, after a great game for him. That's unfortunate, but uh, entertaining game. Chiefs and Packers, uh, good Sunday night game. I didn't expect it. I thought the Chiefs would blitz them. As did I. Credit credit to Green Bay. Yeah, credit to Reed. Uh, Romeo Dobbs with a great catch. All right, we're going to step aside for one final time on Heavy Hitters. When we come back, we will preview Monday Night Football between and, uh, the Bengals and the Jaguars. And Thursday Night Football, because we won't have a show before then. That's true, yeah. Um, so we will be back momentarily here on KUR's Heavy Hitters. Welcome back in one final time. It's Heavy Hitters here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown, final segment coming up on 645 here on the East Coast. The big, beautiful coast. Uh, I'm, I am not Jack Heim. I'm Mitchell Smedley. Hi, I'm Jack Heim. That's Jack Heim. Um, a depressed Florida State fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm an uh, optimistic Eagles fan for once. Those words don't go together. So, I don't know. I'm just finding it hard to be down in the dumps when I'm 10-2. 
Uh, something about the Eagles, they can just, you know, I don't know. So the year they won the Super Bowl, they were 10-1. and I was there. They beat the Bears. 10-1. and And then they lost to Seattle, and they were 10-2. and Well, actually, and then Carson Wentz got hurt. So let's not think about these parallels. But uh, the, year they, the, the year they lost the Super Bowl, they did end up going 11-1. and They did get there. So maybe it's a good thing if history is uh, accurate. Um, Eagles. 10 and 2, a record you don't see very often in this town. It's becoming more more frequent, three times in the last seven seasons. I'm liking it. How do you feel about the Eagles becoming like a mini dynasty, buddy? Miniature, you know? Would I call it a dynasty? No. Like, George is a dynasty. Georgia? Yeah. Like two natties. They were within a game of going back and possibly winning your third. But they didn't. So, so I don't know. We'll see. The Eagles, uh, you can't deny, are now one of the. They have to be one of the best run organizations in the in the league. I mean, yeah, I'd have to be an idiot to say otherwise. Which is really interesting because I grew up; they were just idiots. Um, I talk to my buddy all the time, and he's like, "Dude, to see good receivers on this team is such a miracle, magical." Oh man. Okay. Oh my Let, God. It's just not, so it's not that crazy. Odd. It's no, it's weird. Jack, do you know how much I, I grew up with Riley Cooper? I know. Jeremy Macklin is the best receiver. Jeremy Macklin's the best receiver I've watched. Before AJ Brown. Alshon Jeffrey man. was the star receiver of twenty seventeen. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, but guess what? Jalen they won, they won Rager. The they won the Super Bowl. JJ R. Sega Whiteside. Dude, you're listing off really good players. I don't get the problem here. Like, these guys are really, really good. They, they must still Just, be on the Eagles, right? I mean, first ballot Hall of Famers. Jay- what are we doing with this Jalen Rager move? Get him <laughs> off the field. <laughs> what, what the- I wish our radio booth, like, I love Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. I've actually met Merrill Reese in person. One of the best men you'll ever meet. I wish that they would have just, just once said what we were all thinking about Jalen Rager. Much like the Minnesota broadcast team did. But what are we doing? Get him off the field. <laughs> so Anyways. funny, dude. So, Monday Night Football. Wah, bah, 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 bah. Not too much to talk about here. The Jaguars are going to win. Yeah, they're going to crush the Bengals. Um, backup quarterback Jake Browning. Not convinced they're going to be able to do a lot of things prolifically well. On the flip side, the Jags will be able to move the ball, I think, quite easily. Um, you know, Travis Etienne, I think, is the line of a big game. I need him to. So I am down so. by eight points. I have Etienne. They have the Jags defense. Oh. Yeah. Down to nah, the wire. But, yeah, if Jags win, they cover the spread. They're favored by ten. Oh. Gotcha. All right. Um, In other news. Oh, man. We don't have to talk about next Thursday's game, do we? Yeah, we do. Really? We do. Even though it's going to be one of the worst games of the year? No, it's not. Are, Jack, are I we, have... Are we talking about the same two teams? Uh, I don't... I thought I had the Thursday game right. What's what's yours? Patriots-Steelers? Oh. Oh. I'm looking at a different week. Yeah. Patriots-Steelers. Awful. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know why you're so amped up to talk about this no, game. No, wrong. I had it wrong. No, I'm really not excited. Oh, that that bums me out. Steelers are six point favorites. It's um, only six. Yeah, well, they're bad. Two and ten. Pats. Mitch Trubisky. I'm going to go the Steelers and a bounce back. I think they're going to be able to. I'm going to go Steelers. Yeah, I think they're going to run the ball well. They're going to slug it out. 
I don't think Trubisky's going to have to do too much. Warren and uh, what's the awful running back's name? He's not that He's bad. He's pretty bad. Najee I hate Harris? watching him. I hate watching Najee. He's just so awful. I don't think so. I do. Um, Steelers win by like 10. Steelers win uh, 17 to 9. Yeah, that feels about right. Something like that. I got like, I don't know. Maybe like 23 13. That feels generous, though. So, yeah. that's where my pick is. Yeah. Uh, you want to transition a little bit? I got a, a breaking news, but I just saw a breaking headline. That, uh, breaking news! This guy. No. <laughs> um, sort of breaking news. The uh, overwhelming consensus from those within his camp say that Shohei Otani is likely to sign with the Dodgers. The words used were overwhelming consensus that he'll sign with the Dodgers. He's staying in Los Angeles, reportedly. What you oh, think? you know what we need to talk about? What? I'll get I'll get back to what you just said in a second. Okay. The Brewers did something that nobody's ever done. The Brewers signed top prospect yeah. Jackson Chuorio. Yep. I believe I'm saying that right, hopefully. Um eighty million? I just, yeah, I'm looking at that to make sure I didn't butcher it. Um to an eight year eighty two million dollar contract. That's crazy. This guy has never played in an MLB game before in his life. Let's see how that goes. He is the second-ranked prospect in baseball at only 19 years old, eight years, 82 million. Spectacular for him. Congratulations. In other news, the Atlanta Braves just continue to be the Braves. They <sighs> this trade is going to kill the Mets. They trade for Kelnick. This is going to kill the Mets. From the uh, Mariners. Why? Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense, man. Whatever. Why, like, literally, why Mariners? Your thoughts, Jack? I think I'm. I'm think I'm uh, giving them pretty clearly. Mariners, what are we doing? Could you explain that? Could you break it down a little bit? You traded the main return from the Edwin Diaz deal <laughs> for it's just so funny. a couple of pitchers that aren't good. That I don't think will ever. They're not going to pitch for you. Uh, they will, they but shouldn't. I don't think they're going to be anything. What the impact of Kalnick's going to be with Atlanta? Yeah. Like this guy's going to become a stud. Yeah. Yep. It's so unfortunate. Yeah, it is. Especially as a Mets fan. That's funny. That's not funny. Actually. It's actually kind of hilarious. By the way, how excited are you to have uh, Diaz back this year? I'm excited. We'll see how the rest of the roster shakes out. But get those trumpets playing. I'm again. excited. Get some atmosphere back in the building. I love that song. Narco. Um. Joe Kelly back to the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah. And um, speaking of the Dodgers, Mookie Betts is going to be their second baseman. How do you feel about that? I'm interested. I like it. I like it. And the final MLB note I had, Rob Thompson has been re-signed by the Phillies through the 2025 season. Yippee. Chris Archer. Man doesn't know how to close the door. It's so annoying. Chris Archer is going to the Dodgers as a special assistant. Yes, the former pitcher. Is joining the Dodgers organization. Interesting. Uh, winter meetings are this week. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff's going to heat up. Yeah, we're definitely going to have a lot of MLB on the Friday show, I think. If I had to guess. Names are going to start flying off the table. So, stay tuned for that. Friday, 2-4. to Do you think Shohei to the Dodgers? Yes. Shohei to L Dodgers. 
I guess, low Dodgers. <laughs> um, any other predictions for these big names? Miyamoto, do you think he's a Met? Yamamoto, you mean? Uh, yeah. You keep do, I that. do that every single time. Yamamoto. I don't know. Front runners of San Francisco is the league source that they have the edge right now. Gross. So we'll see. The second one, I always forget his name. The kind of the lower tier uh, Japanese prospect. Oh, Shoto Iminaga? Yes. He could be a Matt. He could be a Phil. I think Josh Hader could be a Phil. I would love that. Reports are that the Phillies are happy with the guys they have in their clubhouse. Oh, that's really good. No. It's not good. No, that's I really can't good. see Dave Dombrowski sitting on his hands for an entire offseason when he came so close two years in a row. No, no, no. We, no, we like that. No, we don't. No, he, we like that. When has Dave Dombrowski ever sat by, except for, you know, the past two trade deadlines? Can we straighten that out, by the way? Can we get some action at the trade deadline? I don't know. I have a message from the KR Notebook, though, first. Before we get back around with the discussion. From the KR Notebook... KOR has got a lot of history behind it, from its inception as WKSC and WRKU to the reboot in 2005 to now. KOR history has got you covered, and if that interested you, go ahead and give KUR history a follow over on Instagram at KUR history and uncover the lore behind this long-running station. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. All right, wrapping it up. A lot of things we've discussed today. We want to thank you, whether you've tuned in for the full two hours or just a portion of the show. It is greatly appreciated from both of us uh, and everyone at KUR listening to our student-based programming. Um, if you did not catch all of this episode and want to hear all of it back um, or want to listen to our, some of our past shows, go to Spotify and search Coast University Radio. All of Heavy Hitter stuff will be there. All right. Let's get back into it here, wrapping up the show. MLB talk. You want me to give some predictions? I do. I want I'll give some predictions. Nah, give me your five cents. Shohei is a Los Angeles Dodger. Yamamoto is a New York Met. Stop. It's not happening. Jordan Montgomery is a is a Texas Ranger. Okay. I could live with that. Blake Snell. Sucks. Is not the father. A Boston Red Sox. <laughs> a Boston Red Sox. A Boston Red Sox. <laughs> He's all of them. <laughs> you think the Yankees get anybody? Matt, the Yankees. Matt Chapman will go to the Yankees. Oh, look at that. You think the Phillies get anybody? Josh Hader okay. is a Philly. Kershaw back to the Dodgers. You know what's funny about Josh Hader? We broke him and we can repair him. Eduardo Rodriguez to the Orioles. Do you want me to keep going? Yes. Um, So you think the Mets add Yamamoto and that's it? No. They're going to go all out for the international guys. They could. I I could really see it happening. It worked with Sanga. I could see Yamamoto. I could see Yamanaga. I could see Jung-Ho Lee. Yeah. I like Jung-Ho Lee. What a name. That's a great name, right? 25 years old. Jung-Ho Lee. How you Lee. To be a great fit. How I Lee. Oh my goodness, that's funny. <laughs> um, so, are there any pressing thoughts in your mind as we wrap up the final five minutes of the show? Um, Philly is going to beat Dallas. 
Like, I've never been more confident. All right, that might don't? be a lie. That what might be a don't? lie. I, I'm conf- it's not like the most confident thing I've ever had. Um, if they don't, I'm starting to worry. Like, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, ooh, this is not good. This is not good. How, but how, I'm, I'm intrigued by the, the Shaq Leonard signing. Getting linebackers on this team is important. I think Cunningham coming back from injury, uh, Goddard coming back from injury, the additional Leonard. Uh, I think these are very important signings, right? Because um, I think Goddard's important in a lot of ways. Blocking, receiving, he does so much. So I just think the Eagles are at a weak point right now. I think they're going to get better. Lane Johnson's only going to get healthier now that he's back. Okay, I think I'm. I'm I think this team's going to take off down the stretch. I'm Let's sorry. do our favorite NFL oddity of the weekend. Oddity? Yeah. The, the fight with a security guard is unmatched. Joe Flacco being back in the that NFL was, was awesome. When I saw um, to see him in a Browns uniform was hilarious. When I saw uh, a sleeper notification, David Njoku just made a big play. Passed by Jay Flacco, caught by Dan Joku. Like, 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 that's funny. Like, this is objectively funny. <laughs> that Joe Flacco. I literally laughed while I'm watching the Eagles get beat up. I literally just started laughing because I see Joe Flacco threw a pass to my tight end. Like, like, that's just, funny. It's just so funny. <laughs> I loved, like, uh, love to see Joe Flacco back. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Um, the I like Brown's the Chargers defense was not so awful. great, though. Yeah. Why do you hate the Chargers? Because I, I don't like Justin what have Herbert. What ever done to you? I don't like Justin Herbert. Why? Because he's a bum. You think a lot of guys are bums? Not just those two. Only bums in the NFL. Who? <laughs> Purdy and, and Herbert. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah, all three. Yep. We three kings. <laughs> That's wild. All three are very good quarterbacks. Herbert, Hurts, Purdy. Or does... All in the top ten. Or Purdy, Hurts, Herbert. All in the top ten quarterbacks in the league. No, they're not. They literally are. Oh, I know, and it's it's so painful. It's so painful. Um, other injuries. Oh, the the pick two. Oh yeah, yeah. So the so I love seeing blocked, this. So the blocked punt for the Colts touchdown. Is that they, what it was? They go for two. Why you went up by? You went up by two. Why are you not kicking it to make it a field goal game? <laughs> and then you get it run back on you. Or no, did they go up? What did they go no, up No, it was by? like five, I think. Yeah. So it made sense. It was like. Because I think it was 19. 23, 17. 20, no, was it? I think so. No, no. Mm-hmm. 23, 17. No, 22, 17. Yes, yes, 22, 17. Oh, uh, okay. I thought you're I had right. a different score yep, in mind. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, because it was 17, 16. Okay, then I get it. I get it. So, <laughs> Minshew throws they, it. It's they, picked they, off. They, they get a you-pick-two combo meal um, from, from I don't know what place that is. You-pick-two? Oh, BK. No, they had it their way. Oh, well, it's Panera. <laughs> is it? I hate Panera. So. Any views or opinions expected? <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for the Friday show. That's an important programming note to remind you of. Yep. We will not be live Wednesday night for our show. Uh, we will be live Friday from 2 to 4 p.m. Um, for what could be our final show of the semester. Um, you know, we've been having talks about having a winter show, but that'll be uh, we'll figure that out. put on the back burner in terms of the immediate future. We'll, we'll get all that figured out in due time and keep you obviously posted. Figured out. Keep you obviously posted for, for what heavy hitters will hold going forward. Uh, but we'll be back here, right here on KUR Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Mark it down, heavy hitters.
second show of the week. So much to talk about there. But for this one, college football playoff, NFL, MLB, thank you for tuning in. Uh, for Mitchell Smedley, as always, giving me the thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Purdy's for, a bum. For a great two hours of sports talk. Uh, we'll be back on Friday from 2 to 4. Thank you so much for tuning in, and enjoy the rest of your week until Friday.